All right, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Penn Station Sports Talk. I am Jay. I am your host. And today we got got a big crew today. We got Tom, Justin, Nick, and Jason with us. Lots to talk about. Football free agency is at its apex. The draft is coming up. Trades have been going on. Big names have been signed. Players are retiring. There's a lot going on. So we're going to we're gonna get that all to you guys today. So I guess the first thing I want to talk about is the Giants. Because the Giants actually made – they made some good moves in, in free agency. Just to go over it, these are the big names. They signed some smaller names, but mainly they, they signed Kenny Galladay, which I think was the biggest receiver on the market. They signed a Dory Jackson to go opposite James Bradbury in the secondary. That should definitely bolster that. Signed Kyle Rudolph, who can actually catch the football, hopefully. And then we re-signed Leonard Williams, which is going to be big for the pass rush. So, yeah, I guess I'll open it. So, anyone want to comment? What do you guys think that's going to do for the Giants' offense this year regarding, you know, signing Kenny Galladay? I'll take this one. So, uh, Kenny Galladay, big playmaker, especially downfield. He led the league in targets downfield, 20-plus catches over 20 yards. He's just a big-time receiver who's going to go up and get the ball no matter what, and that's that's going to put a lot of confidence into Daniel Jones, who is one of the best deep ball throwers in the league statistically. You also have Kyle Rudolph being added, who's a safe-handed, solid blocker, and uh, he can really help out with Evan Ingram, who has been having a lot of, I think, confidence issues because he never really showed drop issues. He's always been a good catcher. He just never caught the ball last year because he probably had confidence issues. So I think adding those two really like just helps Daniel Jones for season three. And if he's not leading this team to at least an eight and nine record, I think it's time for Daniel Jones to go. That's a good point. Uh, I definitely think that it uh, Galladay brings an element to the receiving core that there wasn't before. You know, we had Shepard and Slayton, who I think are good slot receivers. Um, you know, I think we it was evident at time last at times last year they struggled to get open on like a number one corner against like press. So I think going in the middle of the field against the linebackers is better for them. So I think getting that number one receiver was big. And I think it also implicates the draft or has an implication on the draft because who knows what the Giants might do that now they might not draft a receiver. We'll get to the draft after, but I do think it's interesting that they got a receiver because that changes a lot of things. And then um, on defense, I know a lot of people were thinking the Giants would take a corner in the draft, but they got a Dory Jackson. I think that kind of puts that argument to rest. Um, so, yeah, any other comments? What do you guys think about um, the moves they made and how it might affect the draft for the Giants? Yeah, I really like the Giants offseason. After the first couple of days of free agency, it was looking grim. They had Leonard Williams still on the franchise tag, no cap space. And all of a sudden, Dave Gettleman pulls out a ri- all these ridiculous contracts out of nowhere. Uh, the Kenny Galladay signing, I think that was a great signing. If there's one wide receiver that you want to get in free agency this year, it was Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard. He's like, he's really one or two injuries away from 
another concussion, you know, that could be like the end of his career possibly already with his history. So you got to add some insurance there, even if they don't in the draft and on the defensive side of the ball at times last season, the Patrick Graham zone did not work against the like teams like the Browns and the Ravens. So adding another corner will allow them to play a little more man coverage and generate more pressure with the blitz, especially since they, fail to add an edge rusher and that's where I think they they need to consider going in the drafts probably not in the first round unless they trade back because a lot of the high quality the top edge rushers are really being pushed up there just because of the lack of depth in the class so I think they still need should be looking towards addressing the O-line or addressing another playmaker such as a Kyle Pitts or a Jalen Waddle or someone of that sort. Because I think it's Daniel Jones's third year. It's time for him to show that he's, you know, the guy and anything they can add on offense for, you know, the run game block, pass blocking or uh, receiving is, is where they need to go. Definitely. Uh, and Kyle Pitts is a freak. Let's just be honest. He, he's he got receiver speed, you know, tight end frame. Ridiculous. Uh, I, I do want to add for what I was saying earlier that it, it is get like Daniel Jones hot, hot seat time, but it's clear that the the management of the Giants has said to Dave Gettleman, hey, this is your last year if you can't get this team into the playoffs. With right. all the moves he's made, it's very clear he went and spent all that money because he was on the hot seat. I, th- I think him and Jones are on the hot seat. Uh, Jones, if he – and I think he has the support of the organization and of Joe Judge, but I agree with you. If I, I'm I'm one to say I don't want him if he's going to – if he if he doesn't – show any sign that he's going to be better this year, or if he doesn't get better, I should say, get him out of here, get a new quarterback in here. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Get rid of Gettleman, just revamp this clean house and revamp that. that that's my motto. Yeah. I would have, I probably would have fired Gettleman actually after last year. I'm, I'm surprised they kept him, but I, I think that Daniel Jones does have a lot of potential. I just don't think, they've put the right supporting cast around they did him. Not. They so, and, and I think they kept Dave Gettleman because they hired judge and they don't want to, you know, have judge come in here, bring in a new GM get a whole regime. Like they wanted, I think to give them a year to figure things out. And you're right. They didn't give Jones help. He, he uh, lacked receivers. He lacked offensive line help. Obviously not having Saquon was big. So he'll be back. We'll see. I mean, who knows what could happen next year. Yeah, that's why I think they're they're going to take a receiver in this draft, even though they got really? um, yeah, even though they got Galladay. Like you saw, the Cowboys get C.D. Lamb. I think yeah, they did. Cool. So yeah, the Cowboys had um, they, yeah, they had Cooper and uh, Gallup, and they got and they got Lamb. I think that was really good for them. That was a good move. It was because I'm a Cowboys it's fan. not about taking a position of need; it's about taking the best player available where you pick. And 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 the Cowboys do have a good receiving core already, and then they got C.D. Lamb. So something that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, Nick is a Cowboys fan, by the way. So yeah. maybe that was a little biased, but um, it definitely was a good move, though. No, but if Pitts is still there at 12, right through 12, right? Or 11? Oh, the Giants, yeah. 11. 12? 11. 11, yeah. Oh, 11. Yeah, so if Pitts is still there, they got to take him. Yeah, how can you not? I mean, I wouldn't want to pass on him. Um, anyway, so – 
that's what the Giants did. I guess I'll go over some other, um, I guess, important moves that were made this offseason. Number one, I want to mention Sammy Watkins to the Ravens. Um, I don't I don't know. I think they they had to throw money at Galladay. I mean, we, we see it. We saw it last year. Lamar Jackson struggled a little bit, had no weapons. Marquise Brown was a bit better, but he wasn't like any special sort of talent that we thought he might be. He could still be, but I think signing Sammy Watkins was kind of like a, I don't know, just, just it didn't it didn't seem like they were really trying to help Lamar that much. If they did, they would have probably signed Galladay. Also, the Colts traded for Wentz. <laughs> uh, Eagles fan <laughs> shaking his head over there. What, 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 I want to hear your comments on that and what you think it means for the Eagles. Um, I definitely think. After the last, the last season, it was the move that we were waiting for to happen. He obviously was not at his MVP, his MVP days. But I think what we got for him was absolutely disgusting. I think we got fleeced completely. I'm big on Howie Roseman slander. I cannot stand Howie Roseman. And I think he, he let Wentz fall too far. I think Wentz... I think he's a good quarterback. I think he just did not have the proper coaching. I think we as an organization definitely let him down. And I'm glad to see he will be reuniting with Frank Reich. But I'm also okay with it because I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I know many people don't, but I have faith in him. I think if we give him weapons, I think if we give him what he needs, he can be the quarterback that we need him to be. Interesting you say that because I have heard, I must say, like I'm on social media, I see a lot of Howie Roseman slander and I can't say I disagree. I mean, I don't even I don't even know what you guys really even got back for Wentz. It was just like, it was almost like just throwing him away. And although I will say a lot of Eagle fans are don't have your mindset where they're like, they don't want, they, they want a quarterback in this draft, some of them. Some of them don't even want to give Hurts a shot, which I think you have to. I mean, he played like what, seven or eight games. And you, why would you go spend a pick on a quarterback? They, they need a receiver. Every year the Eagles need a receiver, and they either don't take the right one. I mean, we don't know about Jalen Rager. Or they just don't take one. I don't know. I think, so, I, think, I, think, I think Rager is unproven. I do not think that we, I should anyone should write him off yet. I think he can be a very good receiver. I think he is very injury-prone, which is something that we as an organization really struggle with with our receivers. So the Colts got Carson Wentz for a conditional second. If he plays, I think it's 12 games and a third round pick this year. Wow. (laughs) All for a guy that they picked second overall. That was an MVP candidate at one point unreal. Um, But other, other um, important moves, uh, Kyle Fuller to the Broncos. I think that was a good signing for them. They also re-signed Justin Simmons, who I think is of the better safeties in the NFL. Um, the Chiefs lost Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, but they signed Joe Tooney. I think honestly, that could be big. Like we saw what happened in the to the to the Chiefs against the Bucks pass rush when they didn't have their two starting tackles in the Super Bowl. They they stifled them. And I get Andy Reid's a great coach. Mahomes is great. I don't think they're going to be bad. I'm not saying they are. But, you know, going up against, you know, Bosa, 
and um, going up against and the Raiders signed Yannick Ngakwe and now that the the uh, Broncos have Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I think the Chiefs are obviously going to be great. They have Mahomes, but I wouldn't be surprised if they struggle at times with um, protecting Mahomes because they lost their two tackles who were star players. So any comments on that? That's what you get for paying your QB $50 million a year. Right. And, I know he's, is, he's still is good, he's and he's, he's right. by far the best quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, but he can't do it alone. I don't think, nope. I don't think he's worth $50 mil. Listen, he can't protect himself. He, he can't block for himself, and he exactly. can't throw to himself. So he's still in the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll see. Another, another move I want to point out is Dalvin Tomlinson to the Vikings. Now you have Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson on the same team. I just want to say, uh, if you're trying to run the ball against the Vikings with Everson Griffin, uh, Michael Pierce, and Dalvin Tomlinson, you just shouldn't. And Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks. Yeah, just, yeah, uh, say, the, the just throw the ball. Vikings had a, had a terrible season. Their defense was atrocious, but I don't know. I, I like the Vikings still. And, and they signed Patrick Peterson to a one-year uh, deal. Yeah, they had a lot of opt-outs. So. They did, but I, I also think that they're a team that has too much talent not to be better. I don't know if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender like some people I, I see on social media saying, but that's a good point you bring up. They definitely have the talent. They have Cook, who I think is a top five running back. Yeah, you know? I've, I've always been a Vikings hater, but like, he, I it's, like it's, it. it's clear that they're probably a super, uh, playoff team this year unless they do something stupid. Well, I don't like Kirk Cousins. I'll be honest. Yeah. He, he can put up stats, but he is just not. I call him primetime Kirk because he, he he chokes in big games. I don't think he's a good in big games. He not. I don't trust him to go and win me a, a, a Sunday night game in Green Bay when we need to win. I, I don't think he's going in there and doing that. So I until they don't have Kirk Cousins, I don't think they're going to ever get to the Super Bowl, I'm being honest. Sorry, Vikings fans, but they probably agree with me. A lot of Vikings fans don't like Kirk Cousins, but you signed him, so they got to deal with it. Yeah, it's it's tough there in Minnesota. They they have way too much talent on the offensive side of the ball not to make the playoffs last year. They were they were definitely carried by the the run game of Dalvin Cook, but they need to keep addressing the defense. I think that's was the strength of their team when they had like Case Keenum on that big uh, Super Bowl run a couple years ago. And I think if they can get the defense back up to at least being like a top fifteen defense. They, they should be able to make the playoffs even with Kirk Cousins, but they, they need more elite quarterback talent if they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, 100%. Bowl. And the, the defense was just atrocious last year. I, I don't know why. Like, I do not – well, it was just a mix of a lot of things. Like you said, not, you know, a lot of opt-outs, but Eric Hendricks still a great linebacker. They just got, like you said, Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, Patrick Peterson now. I know he's older, but he could still be – he's still good, still a veteran. I don't know. I like to see them go far, but again, I just think the thing holding them back is is a prime time Kirk. He, like he's not going to win you a big game. That's all I'm saying. Anthony Harris also did go to the Eagles, right? That it, yeah, that that did happen. Anthony Harris is on the Eagles, so that's that's a bad thing for them. Has some implications. Um, also, I think we're going to mention this for for the Cowboy fans out there. So they re-signed Dak that mega deal, which I said. 
on the beginning should have happened earlier. I don't know why they did it. I also don't know why they did that after he got hurt. Like, not proving – like, there's no guarantee he's going to be the same guy. I think he will. There's no guarantee, though. I think he should have gotten that money a couple years ago. They also signed Keanu Neal, which is big because um, they're secondary. Let's just be honest, Nick. It was atrocious last year. Yep. Yeah, big moves. They they also <laughs> need to sign a corner. Not a sign. They they they, they don't draft the cornerback. I think Jerry Jones should be beheaded for because well, of that they don't they need draft off- a lot. To say that they don't need offense. They definitely don't. And I, I think, think he's infatuated with Kyle Pitts. So I'm just letting you know. Yeah. If you do that. I, I I don't know what to say. I'd be happy with that. That's the only exception to defense is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I don't think so. But well, okay, so you, you're still gonna put up 50 points, but how are you not gonna? How are you? How are you gonna? You know, stop anyone when, when you have Trayvon Diggs as your number one corner, who I'm sorry is not number one material. <laughs> Completely agreed. No, yeah, I think I think defense would be the smart move, but I wouldn't be too upset if we got Kyle Pitts. I don't think anyone would. But again, Cowboys. If you're listening, Jerry Jones, which if he if he is, that that's pretty good. But if he's listening, don't do it. Take a corner, do the smart thing. I, there's great corners in this draft: Sertain, Farley, J.C. Horn, all great options. I think they'll all be available to you. Maybe one might not be, but you can definitely get a good corner at number ten. They should 100% do that. Now, next thing I want to talk about is uh, the uh, Rams line trade that was a big one um matt stafford pretty much matt stafford for uh golf i think um i i like it a lot i like it for the rams i think the rams i think it was almost like a viking situation they have the, the team in place the quarterback was holding them back i think golf sucks i'm being honest stafford is a pro he's a veteran he could fit he could fit any scheme i think he's going to run that offense like like Goff wants it, um, like McVay wants it run. And I think I think they're my favorite out of the NFC right now. I think they have just too good coaching, too good of talent, and now a better quarterback. I think there's no way that – well, not no way they don't get there. I think there's there ha- they have to be a favorite, in my opinion. The Rams also don't have a first-round pick this year, and they traded their first-round pick next year to get – Yes, well, Matt's they effort. also haven't had a first-round pick since 2016, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not too worried about that that fact. Uh, I get it's a problem, but they're in win-now mode, so I think – and McVay knows the new get the bears. most out of everyone. So I think, I think their window's closing, but this is definitely the year for them. If they're going to win it all, it has to be now, in my opinion. I, I do think that both teams, in this case, won that trade – I, I do think golf is not going to be a franchise quarterback in any way, but they did get the draft picks from the Rams. And I think for to send away Matt Stafford, a bit, huge loss for them, but to get these draft picks that they can use to fill the key positions, they could even draft a quarterback. I think it might've been a good move for them. I think both teams won in this case. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't think golf is very good. I thought he, he, he looked like promising and then he just kind of, you know, dropped off after 2018 or, um, but yeah, it, it's good for the line. The lions are, are clearly going rebuild mode right now. Um, I think they, I think they know golf. I think what they're doing is they're, they're seeing if golf has something that he hasn't shown yet. And if he is turns out to be a franchise guy, great. If he's not, they have draft capital to maybe pick someone, 
Um, they're going through a rebuild right now. I think it worked out, like you said, for both teams. I just like how it worked out for the Rens because I think they know they're in win now mode and they're trying to just, they need, now they got the quarterback, I think can get them there. So we'll see. I've heard a lot of Matt Stafford slander over the years saying he only beats bad teams. I like Matt Stafford. He's a warrior. I think he, he, he's clutch. Um, so we'll see this year if he can prove that. And, and when he, when he's expected to lead that team far. So that was, I thought that trade, like you said, worked out for both teams very well. And Stafford got away from the kneecap fighters. That's probably a positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think for, with Jason, I think for both sides, it was a great deal for the lions, like getting all those draft picks, getting Jared Goff. I hate when teams going through like the start of their rebuild draft, this rookie quarterback who has like nothing around him, like what the jets did with Darnold, what the giants did with Daniel Jones, you're better off having that stop gap where like what the Panthers have done with like Teddy Bridgewater, where as you're building your team up a little more, then you put the quarterback in to take you over the top. And you can like develop them that way, like what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes or the Texans did with Deshaun Watson. But for the Rams, if if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, next year with Matthew Stafford, this this trade is going to not look very good. They have to get past the divisional round. And I think they have the talent to do it. They have a great defense, a great offense when everybody's healthy. So they should be a team to watch out for next year. I agree with that. And uh, I, I like how you mentioned the stopgap thing. That is, I think that's kind of a direction teams are starting to go. And like the Panthers look good. Like I you know they had a pretty um, down year last year, um, but we all know Teddy Bridgewater is not a franchise quarterback. He was just there to um, keep the job. And then we also, I want to talk about that too. They traded for Sam Darnold. So clearly they believe that Sam Darnold has the talent to be a franchise quarterback. And I've heard so many opinions because I've seen so many videos talking about how Sam Darnold, some say, oh, look at these plays, like he's great. Some say he's horrible. I, I think he hadn't gotten a fair chance. I think he will. And I, I like Matt Rule. I like his offensive scheme. So I think he, um, he can use get the most out of Darnold better than Adam Gase, obviously. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Um, using that method of – Get a quarterback in here for now. Don't just draft a rookie start on day one. Get someone else in here. Let them learn. Let them develop. That's a good way to go about it. So I think that's what the Lions are doing. And also, I guess, so because I just mentioned Sam Darnold, that trade had a lot of implications. Number one, it confirmed to us, the fans, that the Jets are 100% taking a quarterback in this draft. And um, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I personally think that Justin Fields is better but Zach Wilson is a, for I don't I I think he's great I think he not great I think he has good attributes I don't know what the Jets like about him more but that seems like the direction they're gonna go in. I like Justin Fields more because he's like he was a big winner at Ohio State plus he was he, he I, know. I know he, he played with that like rib injury and broken ribs yeah, hurt he, really bad so right and you want to know interesting about that he uh. Obviously, versus Clemson, Ohio State's the underdog. Guy hits him cheap shot. I think he, like, broke a rib. Yeah. And he goes out there and throws six touchdowns, almost 400 yards, and beats Clemson, beats yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. How, as the judge, how can you not look at that and say, 
that's the guy I want. And I get Zach Wilson's great, has good attributes, but you, you can't not look at Justin Fields and say, wow, this, this kid's special. I mean, I watch every game. I, I, I know he has flaws, but you can't look at the pluses and say, like, this guy has franchise quarterback potential. But listen, the Jets will jet. We'll see what they do. But then um, about Fields, then the, then the Niners come up. And I've heard I, – I keep hearing Mac Jones or Trey Lance. I don't even hear Justin Fields. So I wonder what's going on with Kyle Shanahan and the Niners that they – they like aren't even considering it. And then looking at Mac Jones. I, I am a Zach Wilson lover, but uh, yeah, he, he, he clearly just has the it factor when you watch him, like the, the way he leads the, when he rolls out in the pocket, it's a lot like Aaron Rodgers when he plays, he just doesn't have that same arm strength. And uh, I think if he puts down an extra 15, 20 pounds, cause he's a really light kid. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Like he, he's six, one, 200. So if he puts on like 15, 20 pounds, I think he can add that extra arm strength and really start getting to work. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence, just 6'6", six, six, like 220 or something. It's just not Q, proper QB height and weight. I do think the Niners need to look at the options they have and pick very carefully because they have the talent. They have Kittle. They have Ayuk. They have so much depth in all the key positions on offense and their defense can is Super Bowl worthy. They just need the quarterback. Like we said earlier, they need that quarterback to push them over. And I think if they choose a Mac Jones or Trey Lance, they might, I don't think that might be the best decision for them. I don't know much about Trey Lance because he wasn't um, really televised much. I've seen some, some videos about him. And he's like, well, he, I think he has attributes. I think they all, all do. I don't, I actually, I don't know about Mac Jones. I don't know why everyone loves Mac Jones. I, I mean, like, he has a decent arm. He has a, he has a I would say above average. Um, but I, I don't think he's like mobile. I don't think he's very accurate. And look, look who he was throwing to. He's throwing to Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, and like, you had Najee Harris back there. Uh, I I don't, especially at pick three, and especially because the Niners gave up a lot to get that pick. They're saying what the Rams are saying. They're saying, we're going all in now. We just need to draft the right guy. I don't think Mag Jones is the guy at all. That would, I think, I think that would be a disaster. But I could be wrong. That That's that's the beauty of it. I could be wrong. I just think Field is the second best one besides Lawrence. Yeah, so, I- I definitely see a clear top four quarterbacks. Like you watch, you watch them, they go out, they're going to roll out and hit a 70 yard dot to someone downfield. It's all, all, all four of them have great athleticism, great throwing power, and they're smart. It's really smart. So when you see, when you see that, you just know that they're going to be something. And I think all those guys have potential to be top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL within the next two, three years. Yeah, I think the the Mac Jones thing is probably more of a smoke screen that they're trying to like put through. Like Mac Jones, he he has some potential, and I think it does mean something that like Waddle and Devonte Smith had said like this guy's better than Tua or whatever. But uh, his pro day didn't go very well, that's for sure, and a lot of inaccurate throws from what I saw. But he could be good if they take him at three. I mean, he had. He was the leader of that Alabama team, but you don't really want to pull another like Dwayne Haskins type of situation where you have like all the perfect things around you, but 
you know, your, the attributes, the ability to move around in the pocket, a little questionable. And I know he has some off the field issues as well that he's had at Alabama. So I think those are definitely some factors that will deter teams when it comes to drafting. Don't tell Stephen A. Smith, Dwayne Haskins can't move. He'll tell you otherwise. <laughs> that man cannot move at all. No, he's I was bad. I was so against the Giants drafting him in that draft. I was praying he was not the pick. <laughs> Let me actually comment on that. I, I, I honestly think part of this Justin Fields hate is this this stupid, oblivious, like notion that Ohio State doesn't produce quarterbacks. I hate how people think. Oh well, Fields won't be good because Haskins sucked. I just want to say, what school does produce quarterbacks? Is is the, there's no there's no school in the NFL that's produced like more than two NFL quarterbacks? Texas Tech, OU, Texas Tech. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Who else? Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. That's no. Yeah, that's okay. Kyler are both OU guys. Well, okay, they're 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 one coach guys. Okay. Okay, it, that's okay, but not the same team. I'm no, just saying. Well, they they all started at Texas Tech, and then Baker and Kyler transferred to OU when fair enough. Riley moved. Fair enough. And then OU yeah. has Jalen Hurts too, and Sam Bradford. All right, well, Sam Bradford. I'm talking about good quarterbacks here. Oh. Cal, Cal. <laughs> oh no, wait. Cal has Golf and Rogers. <laughs> I don't think Golf. I just said what I said about Golf, and but that's two. I'm not, you know, like you could think like, like Ohio state is known for cornerbacks. They have like probably 10, 11 good ones in the NFL, but like this narrative at Ohio state doesn't make good quarterbacks. is just so stupid to me just because Haskins, you, like, even if you compare Haskins and fields they are so different. Number one, fields can move, not a statue like Haskins was. I, th- I just think like fields is so much better than Haskins. Like how can you not, realize that and if you're like i don't know ohio state i mean listen if fields ends up not being good in the nfl then i guess maybe they're right but i I just don't see how you can not take him not take fields because he goes to ohio state i think that's just that isn't that is a stupid reason not to do it that's just that's my say on that yeah i think most gms in the nfl are smart enough to know not not to fall for that so All right, I think it's yeah. time to go back to off-season stuff. Um, yeah, what about, how about the Cardinals with AJ Green? I feel like that's so under the radar. Yeah. Um. So that's actually what I was actually going to talk about next. So yeah. Speaking of Kyler Murray, he gets AJ Green now. Um. I love what the Cardinals are doing. I'm a big Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray guy. They're good. Good duo they got there. And they did lose Patrick Peterson. They have Buda Baker, though, who's an all-pro. Um, I don't know what to expect from the Cardinals. It's going to be a tough division, though. I mean, the Rams and Niners are both trying to win now. The Seahawks have Russ. You can't count them out. And then there's the Cardinals, who I think Kyler Murray is a top – he's a top-ten quarterback in my book. Some people disagree. Love him a lot. They have Hopkins. They have a very well-balanced team and a good coach. So that's that's going to be the most interesting division to me. Yeah, that's that's four playoff teams easy if they're in they're in, in separate divisions, but together it's just going to be yeah. Crazy. I, I think that that makes it more fun though. Yeah, it, they're the opposite of the NFC East. <laughs> Agreed. 
Yeah, I don't know about the A.J. Green signing, though. They paid a lot of money for him, and they could have gotten a guy like Will Fuller, Corey Davis, somebody like that, because A.J. Green, every stat proves that he's, like, regressing, and he, the man cannot stay healthy on the field at all. I Like, I watched some of the Bengals games last year to, like, check out how, like, Burrow is doing, and he'd, like, throw a ball to A.J. Green, and he could, like, barely even jump, like, an inch off the ground. It was pretty bad. But he's clearly he, just not into it. No, not at all. I think all. I think I think it could be a Randy Moss situation though, because Randy Moss was terrible in the Raiders, or at least I don't know. I don't know if he was terrible, but he when he went to the was, Patriots, he was yeah. so elite, like he was getting MVP conversation talks. So I hope that's what happens because I'm rooting for the Cardinals. Listen, all all my friends that know me for a while know I love AJ Green. He was my favorite player growing up. It, it's sad to see that he like regressed so much, but I also wanted to say like. Yeah, maybe a change of scenery is good. Also, he's not the number one receiver on that team. The number one receiver on that team is it's DeAndre Hopkins' team. Um, so he'll be a compliment. So it's not all on him. Plus, I think Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. So I think – and Kyler Murray is going into the year three where I think he'll blossom like even more. So I, I think he'll work out there. Plus, Cliff Kingsbury is a better coach than Zach Taylor. Um, so I think he'll have something cooked up where AJ Green can can thrive and not like they can use, you know, he he's deteriorated physically, obviously. And I think Cliff Kingsbury will develop a system where, you know, he can use what he can milk the last ounce of football that he has in him and, and use it to his advantage. So I like the signing a lot. I know they did over they made have over might have overpaid a bit, but I think it'll work out in the end for them. Yeah, I think Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is, is the perfect coach for that roster with the airy exactly. system he has. I with think I think can make it work out like that. That that can move and do a lot of different things. Perfect, perfect way to, um, perfect coach for that scenario. I, I do th- I do think both Murray and Burrow are top ten quarterbacks. Are like already Burrow's to me has proven it. But he just doesn't work as well on a bad team. It's it's very clear that he was being pressured all over the place, but he was still finding receivers, doing his thing. He reads defenses really well, knows how to audible and call hot, hot routes the right way. But it's just clear that Kyler Murray works better with a bad offensive line with worse receivers. But now that he has a great team around him, it's just going to be fun to watch next year. Right. And uh, I also want to comment on Joe Burrow. Um couple things number one i like him i've heard a lot of slander on social media and there's this stat that keeps being brought up that on like passes of 30 plus yards he had like a horrible pass rating people saying he's not a good deep ball thrower um i do agree with what you said tom that he he's he's a he runs the offense like a pro already but like i i and you can't ignore those numbers though like on deep passes he was not very good and yeah, he also pressure in his face all the time. Yeah, he just didn't have many attempts. It's a no-brainer for them to draft an offensive lineman. Yet I keep hearing the chance, oh, maybe they'll take Pitts. Maybe they'll take Jamar Chase. I get Jamar Chase is Joe Burrow's old teammate, and he's his guy, but he they they have to draft the line. It just seems like a no-brainer to draft a tackle there. They need one desperately. You you don't want to get your quarterback's other ACL teared. I just think it's it's if they I just think they're stupid if they don't draft a lineman in this draft. I don't think there's any other way to help out Joe Burrow than doing that. 
it's very right. clear that like Herbert's just really pol- polarizing and that people love him. So they kind of downplay Joe, Joe Burrow's play just because they want to see Joe, like Justin Herbert be known as the better player. Yeah. If you have Bobby Hart starting at right tackle for you, that's already a bad sign. So the Bengals management got Joe Burrow that ACL injury. And I think it's their job to surround him with the, right offensive line because Joe Mixon, he can't find the hole for his life basically. And then you've got T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, both excellent wide receivers and there's not nothing he can do, but I think Joe Burrow with the, the good offensive line, he could be a top 10 quarterback, but I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I definitely think that the reason Joe Burrow didn't suffer as much last season was because of how mobile he is he can really move around the pocket and avoid these like tackles I've seen clips of him like breaking like multiple sacks in one play and still getting the ball off and that's the only reason that he's able to move like not suffer as much stat wise is because how mobile he is I think if they fix their o-line he'd be great quarterback and it's not like they don't have options they have Sewell there he's a great lineman like I think he can do great teams great things for the team. I think they just need to fix that. 100%. They're just – go, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I do want to mention break, breaking news. The uh, NCAA has just approved a rule to let, to let all players transfer at least one time. Like, they get a free transfer. They don't have to sign something and, like, oh, have wow. – they don't, they don't have to have some sort of, like, alternative alternative motive it can be for sports for a transfer now and you don't have to sit out a year interesting and also Jadavion Clowney was signed by the Browns like three hours ago just yeah I'm gonna get to that but uh, I just want (laughs) to finish up on the uh, Bengals real quick um yeah like I said before there were that there's that statistic about him throwing deep and I think a lot of that has to do with the pressure that he's facing on an every on an every play basis, and like like Justin said, uh, Joe Mixon is supposed to help Joe Burrow, and uh, he's not doing so if he has nowhere to go. So, like I said, Sewell has to be the move there. Sewell, I'm not exactly sure how to say it. That has to be the move there. If they don't, if they take a receiver, that's just stupid in my opinion. I think Joe Burrow is the kind of quarterback that can make do with decent receivers. He has T Higgins. I think he can make – and he has Tyler Boyd still. I think he can make do with just, like, mediocre receivers. But I think Tyler Boyd's better than that, by the way. Um, yeah, Sewell has to be the move there, in my opinion. But, yeah, Tom just mentioned something interesting. Jadavian Clowney to the Browns, that's awesome. Um, I think Clowney's a bit overrated, but I think when you pair him with an elite pass rusher like Miles Garrett, that's just going to be a nightmare for any team that faces them. That D-line is scary. Oh yeah, Davian Clowney's highlights—that hit he had in college—it's scary. Oh, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone knows that clip. And plus, Miles Garrett is probably one of the scariest linemen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What he did to Mason Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, he's he's probably one of the most talented DNs edge rushers in in the NFL. So, yeah, that's great for them. They have so much talent. Yeah, they're Taylor really one. trying to win. Taylor one's not happy about that play. definitely not and you know that can be brought back to the Bengals because they got to face the Browns twice in the season exactly you got two elite pass rushers like without a good O-line 
they're just going to suffer. Yeah, exactly. Going against Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland. I mean, six games a year. If they don't draft an O-lineman there, they're, that is going to be very scary. But I like the Browns. They're, I think they're a clear Super Bowl contender going into this year, which is great to say for them because the offense, you know, you've got two great running backs, great O-line. If Odell comes back and he's like, can be a low tier wide receiver one, you've still got Jarvis Landry. I mean, that's a, that's a good looking team. And you have a great developing defense. I mean, they, they can challenge the chiefs and they showed that in the playoffs last year and they're only going to get better. Yeah. They barely lost to the chiefs last year. They got so lucky with uh, Chad Henney. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a crazy game. That was um, barely yeah. lost. That team is loaded with – that's probably arguably the, one of the most talented rosters in football. I love Kevin Stefanski, what he does with uh, – what he did with Baker Mayfield, who was so much better last year. I like I liked Mayfield. Just he was so bad as his, his second year. And um, he got a lot better. Obviously, the line is one of the best in football running the ball. It's just so much talent. And then on the defense, they got Denzel Ward, who is a great corner, and they got Miles Garrett, now Clowney. A lot to like there. So, yeah, Justin, you might, they might be a contender next year. I mean, it would be great. I, I like seeing – I'd like to see the Browns get that far. Will they do it? I don't know. But they definitely have the talent, too. Greedy Wilson. Greedy Williams is also coming back from ACL tear. Oh, yeah, that's the corner they drafted out of LSU. Yes, sir. That's also supposed to be very good. They could be the favorites in the AFC right now, to be honest. With the Chiefs losing their linemen and stuff. They could. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I agree. They're, before, obviously, it's still very early, but pre-draft, they could be a sleeper Super Bowl pick for sure. I, I think they're the most complete team right now. Pot, not only in the AFC, but if you look at the entire NFL, they're definitely a top five roster. Right. And and I just saw I just see a graphic now. They also signed John Johnson from the Rams, who is an underrated great safety. And then they have Grant Delpit, who is a, a rookie last year developing. Nick might be right. Like it just it just seems weird to say the Browns, the Brown, the Cleveland Browns are a favorite to get are the favorite in the AFC. Um, I won't believe it till I see them there. But like, I mean, they might be. I, I, I think they're the best team in that division right now. Um, yeah, they, they're just loaded with talent. I just I, you're right. I don't know who's going to beat them. I mean, I mean, I not who's going to beat them. I think they can beat the Chiefs, is what I'm trying to say. So they can. They yeah, showed it last year. They did. And they got better. For, for now, the for now the AFC still runs the Chiefs though. But I think the oh, Colts no, the Colts also have a great chance. The Ravens have a great chance. I think uh Miami the, the Browns definitely do. Miami's okay. Patriots Miami okay. uh can figure out the quarterback uh dilemma. They they're well coached and have a good defense. Um I'm, I'm not saying to like be a favorite by any means. I'm yeah. saying from that division, but yeah, the 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 Browns might they seem like they might be the second best team in the AFC. Um that in, that division is going to be interesting too cuz you got uh the Ravens who are obviously always well coached, always have a good defense, Lamar, uh great run game and then you got the Steelers who I think they're frauds, but I've said that numerous times, but again they they do have a good defense and 
but they still got old man Ben. And I'm wondering if they're going to take a quarterback in this draft. I, th- I think Mac Jones would be good there. They can get him later and maybe let him sit for a year behind Big Ben. I just think with Big Ben, they're not going to go very far. I, I think the offense kind of stuck in a neutral when, when he's running running the offense. But we'll see. We'll see if that defense can, can carry him. Yeah, I think Mac Jones to the Steelers is like the perfect fit. There, There's – with Ben Roethlisberger being there, like he's having success. And then you throw like Mac Jones in there. He needs like a developmental year. He's not like the most mobile guy, but if you put the pieces around him with that roster, they went like eight and eight, I think like two years ago and they didn't even have Ben Roethlisberger. So that that's definitely a good landing spot. And then um, definitely um, I mentioned it a second ago briefly, but the, the Dolphins are also an interesting case because um, a lot of Dolphins fans want to out. I don't know how you could say that. Uh, I mean, I, I get the criticism against him. He does not have a great arm, kind of has a noodle arm, not very mobile, a little, little bit mobile, not very. Um, but he, he won last year. In the nine games he started, he went six and three. He only threw, I think, five interceptions to 11 touchdowns. So he didn't turn the ball over much. And he won. I mean, if you win games, he beat Justin Herbert head-to-head. If you win games, really shouldn't matter. Um, I get in today's NFL, you, you have to have a difference maker at quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And I don't know if two is going to be that, but I think you got to give him this year, maybe even the year after that. You can't already want to move on from him. I see Dolphin fans – Oh, maybe we should draft the quarterback. I think that is ridiculous. I think the offensive play calling was not was horrible last year for the Dolphins. So, and I think they also doesn't he doesn't have weapons. I think at six the Dolphins should either take a receiver. That's what I think they should do um, to help Tua out there. I think Tua could be good with the right system, and I think he Brian Flores is a is a great coach. So, um, they're an interesting case too, especially with with what they do in the draft. They did grab Will Fuller. But uh, also, I just think Ryan Fitzmagic outplayed outplayed Tua so hard last year. I don't know why they ever switched off of him. I but agree with that. They're, they're on course for 11-12 wins, and then they just decided, okay, it's to, it's to his turn. And then he played bad, and they put it, put Ryan back in, and then they just decided, okay, he's gone for now. Yeah, and – they did sign Will Fuller. I don't think Will Fuller is the number one guy. I think he's a compliment. He's a great compliment to a number one receiver. I don't think he can function as the number one, though. So that was a good good move. I still think they should draft um, if Jamar Chase is there, which he might be, um, or Devonta Smith's one of those guys, I think, just perfect fit. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know why – they started Fitzpat. They took Fitzpatrick out. Um, there were reports saying that they put Tua in there because they wanted to see if they should draft a quarterback in 2021. I don't know if that's true. That's just a speculation, but I agree with you, Tom. I mean, Fitzpatrick was just dealing out there. They're winning games. Don't know why they decided to take him out, but they did. And I love how they still missed the postseason, even though with 10 wins and seven teams, they still missed it. I thought that was kind of funny. That's ridiculous. And there's only been like there's only been like twenty something teams to ever miss the playoffs at ten and six, and of course they missed. And, and, and it's with seven teams, which is just yeah, crazy. exactly. It's crazy. 
Um, so I want to bring up something real quick. My sleeper team from the AFC, uh, this might be a little bit of a shock. Mine's the Oak, uh, not the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. I like Derek Carr a lot. I think he's, I know Tommy Rashad, I think he's a top 10 quarterback, Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr. Um, I'm not huge on John Gruden as a coach, but I think there's enough talent on that team to win. Darren Waller, I think, is the second best, second or third best tight end in football. I just love what Derek Carr does. And I think they, they have a pretty good O-line, the Raiders. Not like top 10, but it's good enough to win. Their defense struggled last year. They got Yannick Ngakwe, which was I think is going to help them a lot. And they won, I think they won eight, maybe eight games last year. I, I could see them winning 10 games and possibly getting in. I'm not saying a sleeper for beating the Chiefs by any means, but I do think that they could possibly snag up um, maybe the last wild card spot. I'm just a big Derek Carr fan, so that, that, that's my little bold prediction. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree real quick. So, for, firstly, you have your your Hall of Fame center retire, Rodney Hudson. You have uh, Trent, uh, Trent Brown? <laughs> Which, whichever Brown tackle goes to the Patriots, back to the Patriots. They have too many Brown tackles. It's just with the last name Brown. And then they just have a bottom five defense. There's nothing you can say about it. Their their secondary is just atrocious. No, no, those are all valid points. I, I do. Do I think I'm going to be right? Probably not. It's just it's just a, a gut feeling. I just think I like Derek Carr a lot. That's I think the thing that's getting me here is I think he can like be a difference maker even if the defense sucks, which it does. I think Ngakwe will help definitely. I don't think that's going to be something overlooked, but. I I I might be wrong. That's just my little uh, prediction. Um, sorry, I could definitely see that though. I can see where you're coming from. They were the only other team besides the Bucks to legitimately beat the Chiefs. The yeah, Chiefs had three were. losses, but they lost Week 17, which didn't really matter. But yeah, they were the only team to like legitimately beat the Chiefs. So besides the Bucks, so exactly. I can see that's. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's just something I I just thought of, but. It's a good. It's it's pretty. So, it's a good pick. You never yeah. know. Yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, they play the NFC East, so they could snag a bunch of games there. You know, it's it's possible. I don't. I don't like the Kenyon Drake signing though. I don't think that was a very good signing. They should have used that on the O line, especially yeah. as Tom said, they lost a lot of O linemen. But if I mean, if they play their cards right in the draft and. They can pull a few upsets like here and there. It, it's possible they could get un, like nine, ten wins. I could see it. Yeah. Um, when I'm not talking about the Eagles, love the Eagles, but when I'm not talking about them, definitely I love – I'm going back to the Cardinals really quick. They – from Kenyon Drake, I did not think Kenyon Drake was in any way a good running back. I think he really held back that Cardinal offense. And now with their signing of James Conner, I think that can help them. But I just think Kenyon Drake is not their guy in any way. I don't think he. I think he's never going to be that one, number one receiver, uh, one, number one running back that they need him to be. Yeah, that is a good point. And um, I was not one of these people that had spent a high fantasy draft pick on him. I know some people that did, and it just did not work out. Yeah, Tom's point. It didn't work out. He. Um, it just never seemed like they had any flow with him in there. Maybe with James Conner now, it'll be different. 
Um, but yeah, that that's interesting. So I guess I want to go back to Jason real quick and I want to see, I got to ask you this question. I'm sure I want to, I know a lot of what Eagle fans do think. What do you want them to do in the draft and what do you not want them to do? I think that's a very interesting question. Um, well, my number one, do not want them to do. I know they were talking about doing this like really early on. Do not want them to draft a quarterback. I think that would be probably one of the stupidest decisions we could make as an organization. I don't think Jalen Hurts has gotten his fair chance. He, yeah, he, you know, didn't have some of the best games, but like the one game I'm really thinking of that Saints game, the Saints are no joke. They have a good defense. And the fact that him along with Miles Sanders could light them up and we won that game, that really impressed me. So I don't, but I don't think that we need to draft a quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts needs to be proven. So I think what we need to do is either draft a wide receiver, obviously, number one, always. I think we have a big issue with receiving. Um, I also think if there aren't any good options, I think I would not complain about getting a nice corner. I think Darius Slay is very good. I'm, I love Darius Slay. He's one of my favorite players on the Eagles currently. And I think we need some opposite of him. I think that would really bolster our secondary. Like, I think our secondary is very good right now because we got Anthony Harris. He's very good safety. I think we just need to fix – if we don't fix our receiving problem, we need to fix our secondary problem. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles have a lot of needs. I think they're a team that um, will not be very good this year, unfortunately. I think they have a lot of holes in their team, but it can get better. Um, and I, and I, I agree with you. I don't think drafting a quarterback is going to fix that right away because he might not even start right away. And you got to give Hurts a fair chance. He showed signs that he could be good, like you said, beating the Saints. But then he also showed games where he was just atrocious, like the last week of the season against the football team, just garbage. Um, but, yeah, receiver, in order to make him better, receiver is the way to go. I think when Jalen Waddle is a name that I keep hearing brought up around the 10 to 15 range in the draft. So I think that's a name you might want to go with. Um, but if they went with like a corner or something, I don't think it's the worst thing or some sort of defensive help, but I think it has to be a receiver there. Uh, Nick, I got to ask you, what do you want for the Cowboys to draft and what do you not want? Um, I don't really know. I don't think they could really go wrong. I know they're either going to go Kyle Pitts or one of the corners. It's pretty, pretty obvious. Jared Jones is a pretty basic guy, but um, yeah, so – I know uh, Trayvon Diggs would love to play across from Patrick Sertan, so I'd be up for that. I'd be up for Caleb Farley. Um, yeah, any, anything that could uh, improve our defense would be great. Another playmaker on offense wouldn't be opposed to, but obviously defense is the priority. And, yeah, I think we could uh, possibly make a run in the playoffs, but I think that every year and get let down. So, Yeah, yeah. Um... I disagree with you. I think it has to be defense. I, I think you have enough weapons on offense. You, you got to go defense here. Um, I just, I mean, I, I get Kyle Pitts is enticing and he's a freak of nature, but that defense was so bad. Like it just, it's, you have to fix that. And you can't go, I don't see how you can go in to another season the way Trayvon Diggs played, being comfortable with him as your number one corner. They have to draft a cornerback here. There, there's a lot of good ones. I think the, the three at the top, Farley, Sertan, and 
uh, J.C. Horner are all going to be good. So I think it has to be a corner here. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I for the, I hope the Cowboys do something stupid and take Kyle. I mean, I don't have. I don't know if I want that, but realistically, if you're a fan, you should want a cornerback here. Yeah, I'm, I am. I am definitely sick of seeing the Cowboys put up 40 points and the their opponent putting up 45. So yeah, I would be too. Um. So I guess. Uh, just, uh, I guess, Tom, since you mentioned it before, you want to be the representative for the football team. So yeah. what would you like to see them do? If you, if you let me talk about the uh, Giants and what I wanted them to do in the draft, we would uh, be here for another two hours. But since I will be the football team representative, um, you either want to take a developmental quarterback, uh, any sort of offensive lineman, anything can help. That's That offensive line is atrocious. Um, maybe a, maybe a possession wide receiver, a guy who can go up and get, get balls. Cause you have Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel guys who are great route runners, separators. You don't have a guy who can go up and get the ball in the red zone. Um, you, you if you want to take an athletic linebacker, a coverage guy, uh, Ed Rusher does not work for the football team. Football team has way too many Ed Rushers already great inside as well. Uh, safety, you're, pretty solid maybe a free safety just a nice cover guy but uh yeah they just signed William Jackson as a CB1 and I think if you take a late slot guy or a good cornerback too I think you're pretty set so pretty much if your football team anything instead of defensive line you're good I agree with that um I think they're gonna go offense in this draft their offense is the part that lacks on that team they have a good defense it could be a quarterback. I think they're going to bring in someone. Um, they bought in Ryan Fitzpatrick to compete with Taylor Heineke, but maybe they're going to bring in a rookie, let them compete. Maybe in the second round, maybe they take Trask at some point. I don't know. I think it should be an offensive player, whether it's receiver, tackle, um, offensive lineman, something like that. Um, real quick, since we already mentioned the Giants, I want to mention one last thing before we sign off. Julie Edelman retired, I believe it was on Monday, and uh, great career. I just want to start off, I do want to give him props for a seventh-round pick, had a great career, um, was was one of Tom Brady's favorite targets, clutch in the postseason, won a Super Bowl MVP, um, came through in big moments for Tom Brady and the Patriots. But I do see something that I'm not too fond of on social media, and that is people saying he should be in the Hall of Fame. I've heard it. I've heard it in my own surroundings, and I I don't get why people think he should be a Hall of Famer. He's like, he had a great career, but not everyone has to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to give you guys some stats to back this up. Number one, Nate Washington. I don't know if you know who that is. Nate Washington had more career receiving yards than Julian Edelman. Leave it at that. Number two, Heinz Ward, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne. I'm sure you've heard those names before. Very good receivers, borderline Hall of Famers. None of those guys are in the Hall of Fame either. So if you're going to tell me, especially Reggie Wayne, I think Reggie Wayne might have more eligibility and not too sure about that. But you're telling me that Reggie, that Torrey Holt, who was part of the greatest show on turf, you're telling me that he's not in the Hall of Fame, but you're going to put a Julian Edelman in there. I'm sorry, it does not make sense to me. Should not be in there. Completely agreed. If you think about Julian Edelman, yeah, he has some great postseason success, but like he's never like even 
close to a top five receiver in the game. Oh, he no, was never, not, even, not even top 20. I don't think he's been top 10 at any point in his career. He's not one of those guys you think of just like as a dominant receiver. Like he's not even close to Megatron, not Michael Irvin, not Randy Moss, not even close. So I don't, I don't see any, any way he makes it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I definitely – I obviously me and you have talked about this before, Jay. We had a discussion about this. Yep. And I honestly can say you really have changed my mind about that. I do not think he should be. Um, one thing I think is really good to mention, I was going through social media. Obviously, it popped up. I went to the comments, and I saw one that really stuck with me. I think it really explains this well. The comment was, I think people confuse team legends with NFL legends. Because that is, in – yes. In the story of the Patriots, he is a legend, three-time Super Bowl MVP. I mean, just three-time Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. He's a team legend, but I do not think he can be classified as an NFL legend. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's a good quote there because the Patriots, you know, they could retire his number for sure. You know, he could be up in their rafters, but in the NFL Hall of Fame for a player that's, ne- as you guys said, never been a top, probably even – 15, 20 wide receiver. I mean, that would be kind of crazy. Never led the league in any statistical category. He was kind of made by Tom Brady and that offense. And there were almost always a better, almost always was a better wide receiver on the roster than him. So he was just sort of getting open as a result of that. So I I can't see it. Yeah, Julian Edelman will make the Hall of Fame, but it's the Patriots Hall of Fame. It's It's not the NFL Hall of Fame. Like he's he's a great player, but I, I do want to say on Twitter there was mad disrespect going around. People were saying if Julian Edelman makes the Hall of Fame, then Eli Manning should make the Hall of Fame. Their their careers do not line up at all. No. Different different positions. Eli Manning's top ten all time in in uh, throwing touchdowns and passing yards. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I, I don't I don't know why people keep saying that. That's a mad disrespect I, I towards my boy Elijah. Too. And, uh, yeah, Eli Manning probably will be in the Hall of Fame. I don't even know if he should be in there. That's a, that's a discussion for another time. But he's top 10 in, like, two major categories. Edelman isn't even, like, close to that. Like I said, Nate Washington, who I guarantee you half of the listeners don't even know who he is, has more yards in his career than Edelman. That, that's just, that should say the argument. That should just settle it in itself. But And I also don't want to – I'm not, I'm not um, blasting Edelman either. He had a great career. He was a seventh round pick and the guy won a Super Bowl MVP. He had a you know fantastic career, made a lot of money, did what he had to do, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Not everyone has to be. You can be good and not be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't know where this narrative of him being in the Hall of Fame came from. And like Jason and Tom said, yes, I think it's because he's a Patriots legend. He definitely solidified himself in Patriots history. That's for sure. So I think that it has to that has to do with why they think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he shouldn't be. Like I said, I, I've given lots of stats to back it up. That's case closed. And that Eli Manning thing just put it over the top. Case closed. Should not be in the Hall of Fame. Patriots ring of honor, maybe. That's about it. Edelman case the rest for sure. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so with that being said, I think that is all for today. Um, we had a great conversation, talked about a lot, talked about the draft, talked about free agency. Um, we talked about Edelman. Um, we did, we got up, we talked about a lot. And um, 
I think this was a good talk. And next week, or next episode, I should say, is going to be more draft stuff. I think we're all going to do a mock draft, and we're going to share those. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow the Instagram, Penn Station Sports Talk. And we will see you next time. Thank you, guys. Of course.